Moncrief on News Talk. Now, as you heard there, Cork isn't a city or a county, it's more like the UN. It's an international zone, really, and successful and talented people from all over the world have felt the magnetic draw of the Rebel County. Uh, and uh, you'll hear that for several of the people we'll be talking to today, including our first guest, uh, a long-time resident of Skibbereen. Listen to this. He's a producer whose films have won 10 Oscars, 31 BAFTAs, 13 Golden Globes, 9 Emmys, and the Palm d'Or at Cannes. Talk about an overachiever. Uh, David Putnam, thank, uh, lovely to have you on the programme. Thanks very much for uh, being here with you. Um, how long have you lived in Skibbereen? Uh, we came here, we bought the house in 1988 and moved in in 1990. So right. Good okay. long while. Yeah. And, y- the, uh, and yourself and your wife became Irish citizens a uh, couple of years ago. 18 months ago, yeah. Yeah. And, and why did you decide to take that decision? I'd been waiting for a long while. And in fact, COVID stopped it. We would have actually, it would have happened two years earlier. But uh, literally the week that COVID broke out, we were due to perform the act. Yes. And it all got pushed back. But... Uh, I'm hugely relieved. It's one of the great days of my life. It's, I don't know if you have seen this, the, fest, the, the ceremony. It is gorgeous. Mm. And you're made to feel so unbelievably welcome. And as someone who spent 24 years in the House of Lords wondering what I was doing there, it was very nice to feel welcome. Yeah. And was, because I remember the day you resigned from the House of Lords and you gave a barnstorming speech. <laughs> um, were those two facts connected, if you like, in, in, you know, uh, uh, in your mind? I think it was the frustration, Sean, of uh, Brexit. I'd, I'd sat through those insane debates that had gone on and on. I'd watched the rise and rise of this idiot, Johnson, and suddenly being able to give my, my leaving speech, it all poured out, and I, God, I felt so relieved afterwards. Everything I'd wanted to say and had pent up for two years, blah, I, vol- I vomited it up, and yeah. it was great. Yeah, and, yeah, and like he basically said, I can't remember the exact phrase, but like, uh, and there's British politicians know jack shit about Ireland, or it was words to that effect. It, it was very much words to that yeah, effect, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, the, do you think it's got any better? Uh, in some respects. I mean, the, the, what I was encountering, actually, honestly, Sean, was willful ignorance. And you know, there's ignorance and there's willful ignorance. It wasn't so much they didn't know enough, they didn't want to know enough, because by knowing enough, they would have realised the, the degree of problems that uh, Brexit was going was to cause. So mm. literally, we're dealing with... Actually, dealing with lies. You're not allowed to use the word lies in, yeah. the, in the comments or on the Lords. Mm. But we were dealing with lies at that point. Yeah. Uh, but it, the situation under Rishi Sunak, has it got slightly better? I think he's... You know, I think if he was sitting here with us now, we'd probably rather like him. I don't think he's a bad man. Johnson, I think, was a, a bad man. I mean, we, we, mm. it's, it was chilling, but he was actually able to achieve what he did achieve in the UK. But uh, and my whole point of my speech was begging Tories, having spent my life opposing Tories, begging Tories to get rid of their leader before he destroyed the country. Yeah, Do you think, and he hasn't destroyed the country. He, they got rid of him yeah. <laughs> before he could. <laughs> yeah, there, there is that. The, uh, um, also in the news, I'm asking, asking you lots of things, things that are in the news. Now, you know, notwithstanding the current travails RTE is going through at the moment, but, but RTE and BBC are in kind of similar situations and at the public service broadcasters and it's difficult to, to chart what the future might be for them because of streamers, because of you know, commercial competition, because advertising is now, uh, an awful lot of it is online. Can you see a way forward for public service broadcasting? I'll try and synopsize this because I think about it endlessly. I mean, you'll understand this very much as a, res- as a highly respected journalist. 
what we're dealing with at the moment. You've never met me before. Well, I mean. I'm, I, but I checked up. Believe me, you come off. You come off pretty good. You come off better than me. That's frightening. Um, what I think we're dealing with is a vacuum of trust, and what we all need the electorate, people living here in this country, people living in the UK, is to rebuild trust. The last thing I did in Parliament was a, a, I chaired a committee looking at the impact of, digital, of the digital world on democracy. Mm. And what happened was, I was originally going to call the, call the report that we did, a very good report, I honestly believe this, uh, I was originally going to call it the restoration of trust. The evidence we got was so severe in terms of the way people felt about politicians and about the whole atmosphere of trust in the media, I actually ended up calling it the resurrection of trust because I felt we'd reached such a bad point that literally we had to resurrect the notion of trust. Now, to do that without an independent media, a thoroughly independent media, and that does at times also probably mean a public service media, not necessarily, but probably, um, that's, that's one of the essential building blocks of actually securing democracy and of continuing to be the society we want to be, as opposed to the society we sometimes feel, feel or I do, that we're forced to accept. Mm, yeah. Uh, very difficult to bring about that situation, though, because who's going to give them the money um, to do that? Us, and government, well, yeah, but, but uh, governments seem to be reluctant to do that, especially if, you know, they're if we're not, frittering it away. <laughs> okay. If we are not prepared to invest in our own secure futures in terms of of living with each other in an atmosphere of trust. You know, trust is everything. It's, it's everything personally, with a, within a family, within a, cor a corporate situation. Tr without trust, we are not a society. Mm. And it's a fantasy to believe you can build a society without trust. So if it's going to cost us a bit more money to regain trust and secure trust, that's an investment. That isn't a cost. Yeah. Are you still a member of the Academy? Do, would you have voted? I am, and have. Yes. Can uh, members of the Academy, are like, do you have to say, sign an NDA where you can't tell anyone? Is it kind of confessional fact kind no, of I'm, situation? No, I'm, I'm, I'm in a lovely situation. One of my best friends, Ed Guiney, has got 11 nominations. I'm hoping he wins all 11 of them. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, an enthusiastic voter. But okay, that was a Jesuitical answer there. <laughs> <laughs> See, because, I mean, as you'll know, the... the it's exercised people a lot as to why Barbie seemed to be a little bit snubbed. Plus also, Andrew Scott didn't get a, a, a nomination. Uh, and people are even more baffled about that. Well, I think, you know, one of the things, I've, I've been puzzled watching this, this uh, whole issue this week. You know, one of the things you look at when you're talking about an election is what the electorate are like. Mm. They are the, this may surprise you, the average age of my fellow electors, uh, academy members, is 62, number one. Okay. Secondly, 77% of, of us are male. So the idea that... Oh, still, I thought they'd broadened it out. They did. They've yeah. been trying. In fairness, they really have been trying. But 77% are male. 15% are actors. The idea with, that given that electorate, that Barbie was going to storm the gates was always a fantasy. And I don't really understand the, all the stuff I've read. It means that people either don't understand that it's a 62-year-old uh, average age electorate, or this 77% male. That was never going to happen. Mm. But the fact that Ryan Gosling has been nominated is probably an acute embarrassment to him, to be honest. Yes, I would imagine so. But then that would seem to imply that the people are saying this is the point Bar the Barbie movie was making about the patriarchy, 77% 60, you know, of 62-year-old males. There's your patriarchy at work there. You could make that 
argument, but I'm not sure it's going to penetrate through the 77% of males that are... <laughs> no, you've got to remember, it's a very important point here. Yeah. The, the, the job, the role we're talking about here is best picture. Yeah. Not most popular picture. There will be an award, actually, for the most popular picture. Best picture. Mm. Now, if we were sitting here talking about the Nobel Literary Awards, we wouldn't be saying, well, hang on, this is the guy that sold the most books. Why hasn't he won the Nobel Prize? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Though, I mean, I, but, I, the argument could be made that Barbie was a, a popular movie that but made extremely serious points, which, which is, and it's about a doll. So it, it's quite an achievement to be able to do that. You know, I was genuinely enthusiastic about going to see it. I'd seen, I'd seen Oppenheimer. I, I felt a bit let down. I actually had, having seen the trailer, I now realise I'd really seen the movie. Mm. Uh, you could run the, the trailer sort of 20 times to the same length of the movie, and actually, in some respects, I think it'd be more entertaining. Oh, so we all know how you voted, Mr. Patriarchy. I am a patriarch. <laughs> if you were, if, if, uh, looking at the business today, if, you know, if you were producing movies today, does it seem to you it would be more difficult to raise money for, you know, leaving aside movies about yeah. people in spandex? Would it be, is it more challenging today? From I look about my, you know, my own career. I've been nominated four times. I won once. So I don't think Midnight Express or Chariots of Fire or The Killing Fields or the mission, I don't think any of them would actually be financeable today. They were just too risky. Yeah, yeah. That's a sad... That's a sad it's very sad. Situation. I mean, it's one of the reasons I retired when I did, and I think I'd made a good call, because I could have spent my life in permanent depression. Yeah. Uh, instead, you're in heaven, really. Heaven. Down West, West Cork is... Wander known Skip. Yeah. I mean, Skibbereen's great... Clonakilty and Sydney is a stunningly successful and wonderful town so uh, i'm glad we started there yeah indeed david an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today thank you so much for uh, coming up from skip to talk to us today david putnam everybody thank you thank you moncrief weekdays at 2 p.m on news talk